Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Sometimes there are certain things that we do in life that keep us away from God. We build walls between us and God. All of these things are very, very simple. But sometimes we just need, need to remember why we do things and how we ought to do things. Many people have, well, I don't want to say many people, but some people have a problem was confessing to a priest. And when they do so, they invent all sorts of excuses. And they invent and they try to be logical about it, right? And because of this and that, and look at that verse and all of these things. But at the end of the day, there's one reason, only one reason, why people are keeping away from confessing to a priest. And that's because they're shy. Or they're ashamed, maybe, of what they've done. But we don't understand that the priest actually is truly a father. And the confession is not a place for judgment. The place for judgment is on judgment day. And it's going to be done by God himself. The priest is a minister of God. And I'll explain quickly who he is and who he represents. But before I get there... It's all about us being shy and being shameful. But the priest, like Christ, when he has his arms open on the cross, the priest has his arms open as well. And he understands very well that it's not a place of judgment. Again, it's a place of mercy. It's a place of reconciliation. And it's a place of healing. Confession is healing. Often when I find myself not doing well inside, like in my spiritual life, and I try to manage it on my own, without running to confession, I fail miserably. And I haven't tried that for two, three days and it doesn't work, I run to confession. And after I run to confession, a couple of hours later, things are fine, and I feel or I experience God within me again, and we move on with our lives. And I understand that people are shy. I understand that. Especially in the beginning, if you have not gotten used to this as a young child, it's very normal to be shy. But we're actually kind of lucky. You know, in the early church, people would confess in front of everyone. Imagine. Literally, that's how it used to go. People would confess during the liturgical prayers in front of everyone. And then the bishop or the priest would give an absolution. Right? So we have it very easy. But why must it be like this? I do not want to be, I do not want it to be like this. That's great. You know, meaning we're all are entitled to our opinions. But is it my opinion? Do I get to decide how it goes? No, I don't get to decide how it goes. I don't make the rules. Do you get to decide how it goes? No, you don't get to decide how it goes. God himself, the one who is the creator that designed us, tells us 
how it goes. And when he gives the 12 disciples and all the bishops and the apostles in the New Testament church his Holy Spirit in John 20, verses 22 and 23, to forgive sins and to retain sins, it's for a reason. This is not a game, right? He's not, he's not like giving them the Holy Spirit for fun, especially they're about to have the Holy Spirit again 50 days later in Acts chapter 2 in Pentecost. So why does he do this? Because it's important. If confession was only about forgiveness of sins, that's easy. The easiest thing for God is to forgive. Again, the easiest thing for God is to forgive. He wants to forgive. He's willing to forgive. But confession is a mystery. It includes forgiveness of sins, but it heals you from within. This, coupled with the Eucharist, are two sides of one coin that heal you, and it brings reconciliation between me as a person and God. So if I don't confess, and I try to pray, I even try to partake of the Eucharist, it's as if, imagine you have pieces of wood and you have a great fire, which is symbolic for the Holy Spirit, and every time I throw a piece of wood on that fire, the fire becomes more alive, more powerful. That's how spiritual life is like. When I sin, I throw mud on this fire. So I'm cooking mud, 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 and now there's no more air for the fire to be alive. I cannot continue throwing wood. If I continue throwing wood on the mud, it does absolutely nothing. And if I continue to pray or partake of the Eucharist without first removing the smud which happens in the mystery of confession, I keep on praying and yet I'm not experiencing. Right? Again, a different example is like a pipe. And the water of the Holy Spirit is supposed to flow through that pipe. But this pipe is blocked with dirt. There's no more room for the water to pass. Or it passes just a bit. And I'm trying to force it. You can't force it. The only logical thing is to clean it. When you clean it, then the water flows again. This is the mystery of confession. This is what the church is experiencing throughout their saints and every individual in the church that practice this mystery. So I'm saying this because we have a lot of people that are confessing, by the way. It's not as if I need more clients, definitely not. We have a lot of people that confess. The schedule is jam-packed, and I'm very thankful for that. But at the same time, it's very clear that many are not. And many are trying to go between them and God. But that's not how he designed it. So it's not about me. I cannot go against God. I should obey how God designed that mystery of confession. The priest, again, he's not a representative of Christ. He's not a symbol of Christ. The priest... Of the, the mystery of the priesthood is a mystery in itself, right? So the priest makes Christ present. The priest is not Christ, he's not divine, but he makes in that mystery Christ present. That's why he's the only one that prays a liturgy. Because who's praying the liturgy? Who has the authority or the power to make the bread real body and to make this wine real blood? Who can do this? Can a normal human being do this? No. 
It's Christ in the priest doing this. This is the reliving of the Last Supper, that we relive every liturgy. That's why if a man or a woman, whomever, goes and tries to pray liturgy, nothing will happen. It has to be a priest. And that's why you go confess to a priest. Because in that mystery of the confession, Christ himself is sitting. And Christ himself is listening to you, and he is the one is absolving you. But he wants the priest to be there as a witness, and he wants the priest to be there to guide you. Because Christianity is about discipleship. You live a life, you enjoy a life, and you pass on that life to others. If I confess to God directly in my room, okay, so I confessed, then what? Then what? You find yourself in this vicious cycle of committing the same sin again and again. Oh, it's okay, I'll confess again. It's not like that. It's not about that. It's about you becoming and me becoming in the likeness of God. There needs to be a transformation in our life. So I confess to the priest who is the presence of Christ. In other words, I confess to Christ and the presence of the priest. And then I start seeing the Holy Spirit, the water that is that brings forth life in me. And we start to experience this again, especially when it's coupled with the So I pray that all of us can understand how meaningful this mystery is. We have only so many mysteries in the church and each one of them has a reason. We are not, we should not walk with our own mindset. You know, people today live in a world, or we live in a world where people, they come up with their own things. I take a bit of Christianity, a bit of Islam, a bit of this, a bit of that. I, I believe in the, what does that even mean? Like, really? Like, really? Are you telling me that you're making up your own religion in your mind and then you're convincing yourself that you're believing it? How sad is that? Is God real or is he not? This is, it's a reality. If he's not, then he's not. If he's real, then he's real. But don't make up your own ideas. It's the same thing within the church. Don't make up your own ideas. I do not have the authority to make up God's laws. And you don't either. So in all humility and obedience, we trust and have confidence in God. And we follow the way that he designed for us. And glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.